Stress. This is something all human beings experience. All the more now with what is happening to the world. I have so many questions about it. Is there an upside to it? Why do we feel stress? What is it really? And how can it make us grow? Can it really? And why is stress good for you? Wait, what? Hi, I'm Day, and welcome to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. Today, we're going to talk about The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. Take a moment to think about what stresses us out. Maybe the virus, bills, problems to solve, traffic, and the list is endless. In fact, the modern life seems to be filled with stress from the moment we get up in the morning till we go to bed at night. But what if it's actually good for us? We think of stress as negative, but what if there's another side to it? Through evolution, it seems like our bodies have developed ways to handle stress effectively in more ways than we realize. And our bodies may be even using it as fuel to make us grow stronger and healthier. Honestly, I didn't believe this until I tried it out myself, and it worked. Anyway, let's try to look at a few things in this book, such as being positive about stress increases our longevity more than exercise does. Why people who are retired or have nothing to do have an increased risk of depression. And why stress is actually a good thing. We've heard from experts and pretty much everyone that stress is bad for us and it will kill us. And we see it everywhere today. A part of the self-love movement was based on this. So why should we all of a sudden embrace it with open arms? It really boils down to what stress is. A reaction that occurs when something you care about is at stake. And the data is out there. Researchers discovered that high levels of stress increase the risk of death by as much as 43%. But here's the interesting part. And it's something that most people don't really talk about. The increased risk of death were for those who believed stress was harmful. Those who reported high stress levels but didn't believe it was harmful had the lowest risk of death of all participants, including those who had lower stress levels. So yes, stress is harmful, only when you believe it is. A study at Yale University also backs this up by showing people who looked positively upon old age live 7.6 years longer. That is supposed to be more than exercising or not smoking, which is just extra 4 years. So belief is so powerful that it can influence your body's health. These are called mindsets. This is usually based on our own understanding of how the world works. Mindsets affect how we think, act, and feel. So our attitude towards stress shapes the choices we make in our everyday lives. If we believe something's harmful, then we avoid it. And when an unavoidable stressful situation comes, we become paralyzed. On the other hand, if we view it as helpful, we are more likely to come up with strategies to cope with it and seek help for it to make the best out of the situation. When we believe that stress is helpful, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy since we subconsciously prepare ourselves for it. Stress actually encourages us to engage, connect, and grow. Here's an interesting experiment carried out by a trauma center in Ohio. They wanted to be able to predict which survivors would develop post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD from traffic accidents. And they did it through urine samples. 46 of the 55 patients had higher levels of stress hormones in their urine, and they were the ones that did not suffer from PTSD. 
The remaining nine survivors who had lower levels of stress hormones developed the disorder. This was powerful evidence that could lead to a better long-term recovery, even in deeply traumatic events. So when you really try to understand it, stress isn't really all about fight or flight. True fight or flight may be useful in situations like an attack or a burning office, but when you think about relationships, we can't really flee it every time we have a disagreement, or we can't really start punching people in the office when there's a deadline. This is what makes us human, the capacity to use stress to engage with challenges, connect with those around us, and grow from the experience. Let's look at this on a more scientific level. When there is stress that does not threaten our survival, there is a challenge response from our body. The challenge response releases cortisol and the adrenaline to generate a feeling of self-confidence and the motivation to learn from a tough experience. Another positive stress response is the tend and befriend, which is where we talk to a friend or a loved one when we feel stressed. This action causes the release of the hormone oxytocin, encouraging us to connect with others through caring social relationships. And these positive stress responses leave an imprint on our brains, teaching our bodies and minds how to handle similar stress in the future. And as expected, going through stress makes us better at coping with them in the long run. Here's an interesting study. Researchers from Gallup World Poll asked people if they had experienced stress the day before. On average, a third of each country's population said they experienced stress. The Philippines topped the poll with 67% of the population suffering from stress. The U.S. was around 43%. But the results were surprising. Nations that exhibited higher levels of stress were likely to have a higher GDP and a longer life expectancy than the nations that didn't have stress. And this is what the author calls the stress paradox. Happy lives contain stress, and stress-free lives don't guarantee happiness. So we can say that perhaps a meaningful life is also necessarily a stressful one. We often derive our sense of purpose from the different roles we play and the responsibilities we have. The activities that feel the most meaningful are exactly the ones that are the greatest sources of stress in our lives. Again, let us try to go back to what stress is, a reaction that occurs when something you care about is at stake. And interestingly, humans tend to be happier when they are busy. This might explain why retirement, a time in life where people don't have really much to do, increases the risk of depression by as much as 40%. So try to look at stress differently. Something that is a normal part of our lives that help us get to the door of our next opportunity to grow and learn. Because without stress, we couldn't have gotten to where we are today. And accepting that stress is normal makes us less likely to view every challenge as the end of the world. Strength, most of the time, develops as a result of experiencing hard times in the past. And the reality is, no matter how stressful things are, life goes on. Now we know that adversity helps us learn and grow, but it can also make us look at things in a more positive way. Listen to this study done by psychologist Mark Seary. He made people put their hands in ice-cold water. People who were sheltered and were unfamiliar with adversity found the cold to be unpleasant and took their hands out right away. For those who were familiar, they had a point of comparison and placed 
Of course, our adversities are far more stressful than sticking our hands in ice water. But take a look at other examples. We know of people or stories of people that they had a near-death experience and it made them focus on their life's purpose. And the reality is that seeing the upside of things makes a dramatic improvement in our coping abilities. Rather than avoiding them, people who see the upside are able to take proactive steps to deal with their stress better. So despite what people say or what you may have thought, stress isn't always bad for us. If we believe that it is bad, it will be. But when we approach stressful experiences as something we can learn from, then we certainly will. It will help us deepen relationships, boost our confidence, and increase our resilience. And I can vouch for this since I was able to track my stress levels when I read this book months ago, just because I wanted to know if what this book is claiming is applicable to me or not. And interestingly, as months have passed, I have more work, more clients, more responsibilities, which is more stressors than months ago. But even if I was skeptical, I practiced the mindset and it was eye-opening how my body and mind responds to stress these days. In the app that I use to track my stress levels, knowing that my stress levels are higher than before, the graph shows that stress is affecting me less and less. I posted the graph on my Instagram account, at daily, so check it out if you're interested to see it. And better yet, why not adapt this mindset? I would love to see what you can do with it. Do share your experience. Tag me on Instagram at Daily or on Twitter at Daily Habit. Again, my name is Day and you just listened to a quick summary of The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal on Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment.